you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, December 1st, and we have another episode of The Issue here for you. You know, we took the two weeks off about, what, that was the last, not last week, but the two prior to that we were off. Feel like we have to make it up to you guys a little bit. So we have a fantastic interview today with Tyler King. He is a former uh, Stony Brook linebacker. He entered the transfer portal some was it last week? Monday. Monday. It was on Monday. Okay. Yeah, the twenty eighth. Um, yeah, twenty eighth. Yes, the twenty eighth of November. Entered the transfer portal, and he has been just blowing up with offers. Brought him on the show today. You will hear that in about what eight to ten ish minutes. Um, so yeah. stick around for that. You're the numbers guy. I mean, sure, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We need yeah. a little. We need a little countdown or something. Right. Um, a little clock here. Uh, and then in the second segment, we will have hits and misses and um, and the review of week twelve. We're bumping so, into the second segment today because when you have a guy right. like DK come in, sometimes things got to move around. Speaking of clock management, okay, this isn't even my rant yet. Did you see the Colts on Monday Night Football? Why did why weren't they calling timeouts sooner on that last no, possession? That they just bled some a lot of time off the clock. Like when you, it's kind of a rule, two minute, two minute, um, like the two minute drill, right? And you get sacked, that's an automatic, it's an it, automatic it, bank timeout. It, it makes me think of the just team up. Was you know, that the, That was like one of the Bills. That was the Bills game this year where uh, it was on Monday Night Football. The, the and, Manning cast? And the Manning cast. No, it, the, was the, um, it was the Broncos. The Broncos had that's poor, right, it, it was, was. with the Seahawks against yes. the Seahawks. And, and Peyton's a timeout, timeout, timeout. And he they counted, counted like 25 times. How many times? They counted like almost 50 times that he actually, that he physically called timeout before the Broncos yeah. actually called timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but pretty good show <clears> today. And then in the third segment, we will have, uh, you know, predictions for week 13 and then bets on a budget. Uh, for week 13 as well. But opening up with your rant, I know you came in with a bunch to, sh- uh, to say on college football and CAA. Yeah, so I don't normally talk a whole lot of college football, but I thought that was, I mean, viewers told you, America said that's probably the biggest college football game in the last, I don't know, decade almost. It's the most viewed one of that rivalry series of the game. Yeah. Um, it was like the most viewed college football game, and I want to say the last like five-something years, right? Um, did like 42 million or something like that. Crazy numbers, crazy numbers, right? So it, it's kind of a big deal. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people are afraid to change, right? Tradition is, is really important, and the security is important to some people. I get it, right? I, I, I think it's, that's fine. But to kind of maximize like that potential, right? Whether you're the potential of you personally, uh, professionally, of a business entity, right? In this case, a team, a program. I think it'd be negligent not to look at the trends and adjust accordingly. Let me be like, yeah, I'm going to invest in the stock market to maximize my, my potential, but then not checking any of the stocks, right? And just being like, yeah, we'll just throw it in those ones because I like them. And not checking, you know, direction and trends and all that good stuff. I'm not the business guy. That's you. But you get the point, right? So, for example, in the end, just we'll start with the NFL, right? Aggressive wins, period. I've said this a lot on this show. Chiefs, hey, you know, we're playoff bound every year with Alex Smith. We're winning about 11 games a year. Screw that. Let's go, get dra- Let's go draft Patrick Mahomes, okay? How about Tampa? Jameis is not very good, but at least he's throwing he's throwing like 5,000 yards a year, right? Good coach, decent roster. Nah, you know what? Let's mortgage the future for Tom Brady. Yeah, that kind of worked out. How about L.A.? 
you know, Goff got, gets us to a Super Bowl, right? Nope, nope. We'll go get Stafford, Ramsey. Let's pay Aaron Donald a little bit more. Let's go get pieces around him because we're going to go all in. And so look in college football. Same thing applies, aggressive wins. What's been the major change in college football over the last couple of years? Let's go five years. The transfer portal. And more recently, NIL as well. And who's absolutely crushing at it? Well, the guys that are understanding it. The guys that are early to the party. The guys that are not afraid to change and adapt and, and constantly, you know, get better. Like Lincoln Riley. They went from 4-8 and eight to 11-1. and one. They might go to the playoff. And what's standing in their way? Like Utah, which is a fine program. They don't have the talent of a USC. And they did beat them once, but that's also in Utah. On a neutral field, I'd probably take USC. I think it's close, but with Caleb Williams playing like he is now, they're probably in the playoff. What about Brian Kelly? A lot of people don't like Brian Kelly. That's fine. LSU was supposed to finish in the basement of the SEC, though. I mean, they beat Bama 9-3. I mean, they're going to go to the SEC championship. I'd say it's pretty good. Pretty good for a first year, huh? How about Jim Harbaugh? Huh? Yeah, not a lot of people like Jim Harbaugh. He's kind of embraced it, and would you look at that? I mean, not only won back-to-back, you know, the games. He's only won the game in back-to-back years, but he's dominated the game in back-to-back years. And here's what's absolutely insane. A Heisman finalist? Running back Blake Corm wasn't even on the field. Wasn't even on the field for the majority of that football game. He had like six yards rushing. He's going to be a Heisman finalist. He's the best back in the nation right now. Arguably, I still take Izzy Abanacanda, but that's besides the point. Blake Corm's a fantastic back. Did with a redshirt freshman quarterback. Who against Illinois looked bad. And he said, nah, we're going to really push the ball downfield. JJ, go sling the rock around. Yeah, that's a good coach. That's a good coach. He's a good coach, and he's kind of getting the transfer portal and his understanding NIL and, and that this game and recruiting, for lack of a better term. What about, like, you know, clout and imaging? And, like, not just, hey, I'm Nick Saban. You can just come to my school and, and tradition and, and fight and passion. It's kind of about the flash when you're trying to get the five stars, right? I mean, look around. Everyone is losing guys to the transfer portal. Harbaugh lost 12 people. They're all backups. They're all backups. Oh, maybe at best a rotational player. At best. He's added three former five-stars through the portal. He's been really, really open with NIL. And here's what's really impressive. Try recruiting. So we all know there's like hotbeds, right? Florida is a, is a, is a really good hotbed. California, Texas. Pennsylvania is kind of up there, which is weird. Cause it's one of the only really cold weather areas that, that's kind of a hotbed for recruiting. Try going to recruit a California kid to snowy, rainy Michigan to play in the snowy, rainy Big Ten rather than him going to, I don't know, like UCLA or, you know, you could go to USC, which now I guess would be a good call, but in past years it hasn't been. Or like, hey, from Florida, why don't you, instead of going to Florida, come up here and and play for me? It's a brutal task. No, he's done really, really well out of state. He's done really well out of state. Of course he has. He's smart and he's a good coach. People who are slow to change will ultimately be left behind. That's it. That's period. That just is what it is. I mean, look at Jimbo Fisher. So I know he's been quick to the NIL thing, but my God, he's still trying to run the same schemes that worked with Jameis Winston. Right? Like, called adapt, train, change. That's why Jimbo's 5-7. and seven. Right? Like, I don't make the rules. I just analyze the trends through, like, the lens of sports. Sports tells you a lot about what's going on in culture. It's right here in front of your eyes. Like, look at the trend. Here's the trend. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, they're here to stay. And I think other college coaches have started to learn something from him, and more of them should start to learn a thing or two, right? Go look at Lincoln. Go look at Jim Harbaugh. Go look at Jim Kelly. 
or not Jim Kelly, um, Brian Kelly, right? Like you might, you might not love him. Go look at him. It's called being successful, right? Pivot, move, adapt. They're doing it better than anybody. And I think Jim Harbaugh has been absolutely masterful the last couple of years at Michigan. Good for them. Good for them. Well, it is kind of perfect today uh, to have TK come on, talk about uh, the transfer portal, somebody that's experiencing it, going through it right now, looking to, to move around and find the next place where he's just going to absolutely thrive and excel. So bringing right. him on will definitely be good to get that perspective. I mean, what are we waiting around for, huh? Um, yeah, I guess without further ado, and I guess there's no, no better thing to talk about here on this fine Thursday than, uh, than college football, and we'll just keep it rolling. Let's go ahead and get Tyler on. All right, now with us on the issue, we have Tyler King. Uh, he was voted second team All-CAA. Uh, he is a two-time CAA Rookie of the Week. He was the Jerry Rice Award finalist, uh, former Stony Brook linebacker. Tyler, how you doing? Good. Uh, got in the portal yesterday. Been an exciting uh, little over 24 hours now. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, excited to see where I'm going to end up and uh, what the future has in store for me. Right. So we, we were t- kind of talking before and just, you know, seeing the social media, right? You got the offers. You're, you're kind of doing the recruiting thing again, right? You've entered the portal on, what, Monday, you said? Um, yeah, Monday morning. Like I said, you already got offers. Why did you enter the portal, and what do you, what does your next kind of month or so look like? Uh, yeah, so this next month is going to be pretty crazy, pretty fast turnaround, um, especially because I'm trying to enroll next semester, uh, you know, learn the plays, get familiar with the team, staff, um, and get comfortable at my new spot. And uh, so the reason, I mean, I need something new for real. Um, you know, Stony Brook, I'm, I'm very thankful. They gave me an opportunity when, uh, cause I had, I had left Navy prep and that didn't count as a real transfer. So I never used my one time transfer rule, uh, you know, option. That was kind of a post-grad thing. It was almost like a reclassification. Uh, but for the reason for leaving, I mean, we have about 10 guys in the portal now and, you know, I never want to knock any of the coaches, uh, burn any bridges. I had great meetings with, you know, my, linebacker coach and my head coach and uh, you know they support my decision 100 percent um but you know we weren't having the success I would have liked I was getting a little frustrated here and uh, I think a fresh start is going to be great for me um somewhere I gotta you know prove myself um again and uh get my hunger back I felt like I might have lost my hunger a little bit compared to last season and then uh obviously rehab and then I should be cleared for spring ball and then uh just you know, show my new home, like, uh, what I can do. Right. Absolutely. And it's, you see that a lot with athletes. It's, you need that next challenge, right? You see even professional athletes, you know, Hey, this was great in this city, but we got to go, we're going to LA, we're going big time. We're, we're, you know, taking that next step competing for a championship, right? So every athlete's looking for that next, that next level. So I totally get it. Um, if I'm a mm-hmm. coach, right, I'm checking the portal. I'm like, like we talked before, obviously people that are looking, you know, towards you, um, for your expertise, they need an experienced linebacker, right? Why should I recruit you? What sets you apart? Why should I extend you an offer over the next guy? Um, I bring a lot of experience to the table with 20 college games played, almost 150 tackles. Um, when coaches ask me what my strong suit of my game is, I usually say my play recognition and ability to get to the ball on the ground. And, uh, you know, I think I could be a leader on and off the field for – you know, whoever team I choose. So you said you, the play recognition. I'm curious, how much film do you watch? A lot. I mean, that's a huge part. And the most satisfying thing is when 
you see the tell you saw on film and it checks out and they run the play you expected and you make the play. And uh, even if that's two, three plays a game, because obviously offenses, they're going to switch up what they're doing, try to hide their tendencies. But even those two, three plays, you know, those can change the game. And, uh, you know, film is a huge thing. Um, picking up tells on lineman stances, uh, running back stance, you know, even quarterback mannerisms when he's going to snap, when he hard counts, if he shows anything like that, where the quarter, if the quarterback looks off or not, all those things are things you got to uh, take into consideration to really help you get an edge over uh, your opponents. Did you, this is going to be a weird question. Did you gotcha. watch more film for the Oregon game? Because that's got to be that's got to be like a once in a lifetime. <laughs> You're like, funny that you... I'm going in to Austin Stadium, right? I feel Oregon. Like you have to gear up for right, that one like, a little bit. That's just one of those weeks where it's like eh, every week's important, but that one that, does that not stand out a little bit more than the rest of them? Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, our coaches can see the hours that are logged in on film and see who's watching what and how much of it they're watching. And they last year did bring up they were like. Yeah, it was uh, – I forget what it was. It was a couple of weeks after the Oregon game last year. Um, we had just came off a loss. And my RDC mentioned, he goes, well, I mean, our film numbers were at an all-time low. But at Oregon, they were at an all-time high. He's like, we need to keep that same hunger. So, I mean, obviously, I, I probably did fall into that trap a little bit. And, you know, that's something that at least I know and I can learn from for the future that no matter what the opponent is, you got to uh, have, you know, the same preparation – as if it's your last game because, you know, I didn't think week five of the season was going to be my last game of the year, and it happened to be. And uh, so you got to prepare every game like it's your last. Right. So, I, I, um, you know, I played baseball in high school, right? Always loved football the most. Baseball guy, though. Smaller, right? I I want no parts of, of running my head through somebody. Didn't have the physical um, attributes. So, so for me, I'm like, it, it just amazes me when I see, like, linebackers play. Like, I'll see even Devin Bush, right, who I don't even think – He's good, maybe not the best, but just people that just right. run their head through something. Did, were you born with that? Were you just born with a natural just anger to just put somebody in the turf, or, or how's that go? You know, I think I might have a screw loose up top, but <laughs> when you're playing the sport of football, especially linebacker, I think, you know, that's that might be necessary, um, especially for, uh, you know, a guy inside the box. You're taking on dudes who are 300-plus pounds. You know, you gotta you got to have a screw loose, and, you know, but uh, it's all fun, though, you know. You know, I uh, I like the contact, and uh, nothing's better than making a play in the backfield. So there was a, there was a quarterback. I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember, but they said uh, something mm-hmm. along the lines of like the season doesn't start till I till I get a hit, right? They wanted to play in in preseason because like I need to feel myself get hit. Is that for you? Like first play of the game, you're like I just need to to just go smack somebody in the mouth. Then I'm like fully checked in. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely agree to that to some extent, um, especially my. You know, that spring season I had in last season when, you know, I was just getting my first really college taste at college reps. You know, the butterflies are going. But once you get that first collision, you fit your gap the right way. You get inside your gap. You get that first tackle. That all goes away. So, yeah, I definitely uh, can agree with that statement to a certain extent. So you're, now you're looking ahead, possible programs that you, you know, you think that you want to go ahead and join and go ahead and enroll there. So. Do you, have a, do you have a preferred scheme that you feel that, like, you fit in best? Is it a 3-4, 4-3? Do you like, you know, more dime looks? Do you like more nickel looks? What what scheme do you mm-hmm. think is going to maximize your talents going forward? So here at Stony Brook, we played a 4-2-5, but it was pretty much a 4-3. We had our outside linebacker who was a rover. He was always outside the box. They considered him a DB, so that, that was part of the five. 
Um, I like four down look though. I like four D linemen because I, I think a three down, the guards, the interior guys can get to the second level way too quick. I like a four down where they have to double our three tech or our nose to get up to the line. It gives us an extra step versus a free release to the linebacker. Because I remember in high at Pine, we ran a we ran a three down front my sophomore year, and I was it was tough because it was because we had a lot of linebackers which I understood, but like, it was hard because we're getting guards right up to us. And like, we're trying to see the ball and fit our gap. And there's linemen that are already climbing to us. So I definitely prefer the four down. I mean, that's not going to be a deciding factor, obviously, but definitely a, a preference of mine. I guess I get that. Cause especially someone like you, that, that kind of thrives on that speed and that downhill nature to your game, right? You kind of want to, you don't want anything holding you back. You don't want anyone coming at you. You want to attack. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, without a doubt. Okay, couple couple funny questions now. What's your go to pregame song? Um, honestly, pregame for some reason I never really listened to him that much outside of it. But T Grizzly activated. T Grizzly for some right. reason, yeah. The beats, the beats T Grizzly has get me going. Right, they, they make just... me want to hit somebody. So I got to give it to T Grizzly. Um, song activated, but really anything by T Grizzly. Okay, now what's your what, what what's the best locker room you've ever been in? Uh, took a took a couple unofficials to Pittsburgh. There theirs is pretty sweet. Right. Um, I haven't really visited too many Power Five schools. Obviously, that's where you're gonna find the best you know facilities and locker right. rooms. Um, like what, what was Oregon's pretty nice. Actually, they had the worst away locker room I've ever seen. Really? It was wow. a peanut, bro. We were crammed <laughs> in. Two people in a locker. Like, no. It was a Two mess, Two people bro. to a locker. Two people in and a locker was, worse in middle school. Not, not yeah. Like, oh, and it oh. was – no, nah, dude. It was, like the, it was like the high school away locker room. Like, it was oh, small. Geez. It was super small, bro. We had 60 players, 20 coaches, trainers. Like, it was a mess, dude. Dang. And it was raining during oh, pregame. Oh, so, like, that's no got to be awful. No one was going to – you know how usually pregame you have some right. guys on the field stretching, doing right. whatever. Everyone's crammed in. No one's trying to get wet before this game. Oh. And yeah, that was when I saw that. I it was shocking, honestly. But I'm sure their home locker is oh, it's top notch, right? Yeah, without a doubt. But you know, from what I've seen, uh, Pitt locker room was really nice. They had you know nice cushion, like big yeah. big lockers, and uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. But. You know, hopefully uh, over these next few weeks, I'll get to visit some places that have some pretty cool facilities as well. That's actually what I was going to ask you to finish it off. I said, when, when are you going to come back home, play for the home Pittsburgh Panthers? Come on, get on the yeah. phone with Pat. <laughs> I'll, I, you we'll know, I'll, I'll give Pat a call. We'll try to pull I'll, some yeah, I'll call Narduzzi. You know what I'm saying? Look, you got to get my boy Tyler. He He's your guy. He's your guy. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I've had some indirect contact with them. Uh, apparently they are going to reach out, but a lot of those FBS teams are still playing football right now. Right. They're not yeah. fully right. focused on the portal. Like maybe they're recruiting people are, but you know, if none of the positional coaches are really, they're focused on winning, winning their last game or two right now. So, right. I mean, that would be a great opportunity for me to come down and play for my hometown. Uh, yeah. No contact with them directly yet, but apparently yeah. they are supposed to reach out um, according to a couple people I talked to. I got you, man. Well, Tyler, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Well, I was going to pick your brain a little bit. I really hope you find somewhere that you know that you're happy with, that you get to play, and that will hopefully give you some exposure, give you some looks. Because I think I think you could be playing on Sunday, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I, I, I don't think I am. But I don't think I am. But 
just just find somewhere that you can that, uh, that you can keep climbing, man. For sure, appreciate that, man. Nice yeah. talking to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, buddy. Best of luck. Thank you. Second segment on a Thursday. What's the first of December? Yeah. It's officially Christmas season. I will be watching Elf later tonight because that's just what I do. Oh, yeah. After football, of course. Um, we have, <laughs> what, Bills at Patriots tonight, starting off week 13. It'll be a good one. Um, yeah, no, starting off this segment here, we'll have hits and misses. Then we'll kind of review some of the games from this past week, week 12. Obviously predict for week 13, and bets on a budget will be in the third segment. Just finished up talking to Tyler King. So yeah, how great was that interview? Fantastic. And if you're if you're watching the full episode right now and you want to go back and just watch that interview, we will have that posted as well as just a standalone for you guys to watch, just to reference that. Um, it'll be on our on our website too. Yeah, so website, it'll be featured on there. YouTube. You can find you, it anywhere. Yeah, you'll see clips of it on social media, so you'll be able to be able to find it in a lot of different places. Yeah, we'll have it uh, very accessible. It was uh, fantastic. I think we got like what 11, 12 minutes with him, so that was that was really good. You just uh, lose track of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially when you have someone like that that has so much experience playing at the level and right within the sport. But uh, we have hits and misses like normal to get to first in this second segment. So let's start with that. So hit number one, I've been a really huge fan of guys uh, that are like uber talented, right? Like Justin Herbert's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the game. I think he's one of the, he's I think he's top five right now. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is quite top five, but I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the game when it comes to arm, size, mobility. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's just still developing. Yeah. I think he will eventually be a top six to seven quarterback with potential to be top three or four. I think he's that talented, um, and I've been a really big fan of those guys, especially because Herbert is really good when it counts, right? Fourth quarter drives, one of the better fourth quarter pass against ratings. Against Mahomes. Against Mahomes, you know, uh, and of course this this week, yet again, a fourth quarter, down a touchdown, needs a two-point conversion. When it counts, yeah. he's got it, um, and I'm happy to welcome Trevor Lawrence to that group of guys who also ball out when it matters. A good day for two of my favorite quarterbacks. Yeah, it was really uh, Trevor impressed me a lot this week. I, I will say that that throw on the on the two point conversion was fantastic. That was really good. That was fantastic. A really good read. That out route. First of all, uh, Baltimore had uh, I think it might have been a backup DB in there, yeah. and you could see him before the snap. He's looking. He's looking. Finds. The backup DB did not take his eyes off. I want to say it was, was it Christian Kirk on that catch, or maybe it was Marvin Jones again. I either way, um, I mean, just throws a strike. And Baltimore's no joke of a defense. No, Baltimore's either. no joke. Yeah, no. I mean, their secondary's been beat up, but overall, it has talent. Marlon I was, Humphrey, Marcus Peters, like it has talent. I was happy to see Jacksonville take those steps and Trevor Lawrence take those steps. Yeah, but I have uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense, mm. and I was starting them. I was like, oh, against Jacksonville. Easy points this week. Uh, not the case. Not, the, not case. the case. I would I would advise you to drop their defense and get somebody else. I got I, I got Tennessee on the bench. Yeah, I think I'm gonna throw them call. in. Yeah. Uh, miss number one. I've always kind of I've always said that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a super likable guy. I don't think he's really good in the fourth quarter. I don't think he's good when it counts. Just kind of like how you know Herbert is when it counts. I don't think Aaron's that guy. I don't think he's good in the playoffs, fourth quarters, all that. Uh, but I will say, he showed a lot of fight in that game. Down 13, throws a couple picks on the road. He's hurt, goes out. I thought he played really well. I thought he yeah. played really well given the circumstances that, that he was in until he had to leave the game. I think, I think it showed a, a lot of heart, a lot of fight on his part that I didn't really know he had that that level of right. Yeah. I think throwing with a broken thumb at, at that point, having 
you know, broken ribs, threw a couple passes with broken ribs. I Kudos to him. I did not expect that out of him. Look, the, um, the people that are complaining so yeah. about wobbly footballs coming from him, uh, okay, His I, I, want, you, I like, want you to go outside and then throw the football around, and after you st- just stove your thumb, pick it up and try to throw it, yeah. let alone break anything uh, and have a, a thumb injury like that. So, yeah, he's going to look a little bit off. I, He, he looked fine. He, he fought through it pretty well. So... I don't know. Overall, I was impressed. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't love Aaron. I don't think he's, I think he's a little overrated. Not, yeah. not my favorite guy, but I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Hit number two. Uh, I think I've said that the Niners are a damn good football team, and and one of the main reasons is because they can beat you so many different ways and from yep. so many different angles, right? They can run the ball just down your throat all day, or they can kind of sling the ball around a little bit. They have playmakers on the outside. Um, they can have their defense get a win for you, and we just saw that this weekend. Their offense didn't really look fantastic but just again a really really solid defensive performance just dominating really yeah, I agree. uh you know throwing a shutout if you will against uh, the saints so good for them first really. time that's happened since pre-drew Brees era really? by the way yes wow. the saints have not been shut out since 2004 so, i think yeah i saw a, a thing that was on like bleacher report or espn or something like that on um on instagram it was like sum up the Saints season in one word and i said like predictable like did Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton were your quarterbacks. Like, is this not yeah. Michael Thomas isn't playing? You lost CJ Gardner. You don't have any back flash. End. Like, you don't have anything flashy about no that team. There's no sizzle. There's no. I mean, Kamara's okay, but I mean, that's well. The thing when I when I watch this when I watch the Saints compared to you know the top teams in the league, there's no threat of okay, here comes a big play for forty to sixty yards. I, I think that's also but, a problem with Pittsburgh. I feel the same way with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I feel the same way with Pittsburgh. But I mean, especially with the Saints right now, they don't have anybody that can get it going. I mean, at least yeah. Pittsburgh has a George Pickens, and they have right. a, a couple right. playmakers, and they have Najee that can break it sometimes but God. yeah so I mean, not that it's it, New Orleans just, yeah but I think I think overall um, I do think the Niners are probably the team to beat in the NFC for yes. Miss uh, Miss number two here I, I thought the Ravens would come back kind of with a vengeance right and really assert their dominance after like a, a good draft good free agency I thought they acquired a lot of good talent especially Kyle Hamilton yeah. Tyler Linderbaum and somehow what they should be really really good at they're awful at. They should be able to run the ball late in games and ice the game away with a lead. And that's been their identity. That's been what they've. They should be good as a running football team with a running identity and a running quarterback. You should be able to ice games with relative ease. And especially Lamar. Is it just me or has he looked like not as shifty these last couple of weeks? He's been getting wrapped up a lot. He's been getting sacked a lot. Stuck in the pocket. Can't move anything around. I mean, it's just uh, you wait for him to to bounce back to that MVP status that he once had and that everybody keeps saying he's going to get back to. But I just don't see it. Like, you see it for a couple weeks here and there. He'll look really good. And then he just looks like he forgets how to move in the pocket sometimes. I'm like, that's what you do well. You should be doing this week in and week out. I think a major problem is I don't think the line's getting enough push up front. I don't think there's a run game enough outside of Lamar, what Lamar provides. I don't think there's another component to their running game that they can really lean on consistently. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And then when you can't do that consistently, it's really hard to throw to lackluster weapons consistently as well. So there's just He did have that nice throw. Yeah, he did. He did. And he, he's he has gotten better at throwing, and I, I still think he's a top ten quarterback, especially when you look at it, that he wins almost eighty percent of his games. I just think that there are some holes to his game that can lead to some issues, especially yeah. in when it comes to consistency in a seventeen game season. Um, all right, hit number three, get another winning week of bets. That's three straight bets that we actually put out, right? So when we took that two-week hiatus, we also took a betting hiatus. But two weeks before that, I'm sorry, one week before that, last week and this week have all hit. That's three straight weeks 
of plus 500 betting. We went three and two last week. The Steelers money line hit. Amon Ross St. Brown anytime touchdown hit. And the Giants plus nine and a half. So a dog and then two uh, plus money bets. Amon Ross was plus 125. Steelers were plus, I think, 122. So three good bets, good week for the issue. It feels good. It feels yeah. good to get back on the winning ways a little bit because, I mean, we were spiraling there. We were first. spiraling. We're almost back to 500. We're a yeah. game under, wait, no, through 12 weeks. I think we're 5-7, and seven, I want to say. Yeah. So, hey, we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. We can finish 10-7 and seven if we keep winning every week. But I, like that. I do like our odds to finish above, uh, above 500. Miss number three here. Luke, once again. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just roll right into that. Yeah. Puts his faith in Russ uh, and the Broncos, and uh, of course it backfired. Why wouldn't it backfire? So why don't you, why don't you walk us through that? How's it feel? Not good. Four um, and eight on the season. It still you... feels not good. I have to win out. You officially have to win out. I officially have to win out. Uh, you can lock it up with a win this week. So, I mean, bets this I, week, I I'm going to be sweating a little bit. I'm I feel good about the splits. Um, you know, obviously the odds do not favor winning the, the next five consecutive weeks, but we're going to try to do what, what we what we can. She's got, uh, got a soldier on. It's, uh, you know, at least make this, get some garbage time wins maybe. Um, Make we're, it more we're, we're gonna play till the end. Even Absolutely. if I get mathematically eliminated, we're playing it to the end. You're not gonna, I'm play not gonna for, get uh, that not, not playing for a better draft pick or anything like that. You're not gonna tank. No, we're not okay. tanking. All right, we're gonna try to Fair try enough. to rally the troops a little bit. But. Fair enough. Keep morale high in the locker room. So uh, yeah, I guess that was hits and misses on this fine Thursday before Thursday night football. Like I said, Bills and Patriots. So let's go ahead and review some of the games that we did see last week. And actually, let's start with the Bills. Um, and let's start with that, uh, the Thanksgiving Day games uh, to start out here. So so the Bills, Bills lines, the only reason I want to talk about it because I think it's important for the outlook of the season. I think Josh Allen's starting to get a little bit of mojo back. And here's the thing, they're actually starting to run the ball a little bit more. Now, are they putting up major production on the ground? Not really, not yet. But they're at least committed to the run yeah. to kind of take a little bit of the burden off Josh Allen. We saw that when they played um, the, the Browns as well, also in Detroit because the whole snowstorm thing. But right. we saw that too where they just committed to running the football more, whether it had a lot of great outcomes or not because it's going to open up so much on the back end for Josh that you're going to make up for what you're not going to get in the running game just by being more balanced. And you have to start to alleviate some of that pressure that's on Josh Allen at some point. You can't just no. – I mean, for 17 games out of the season, you can't do that. You can't right. rely on him for every single one. You're going to have to find a way to supplement that somehow. And uh, at least they're starting to move in that direction. Yeah, I saw some of that. Right. Um, and so uh, the thing the thing with Josh is, you know, the stats might not have been crazy, right? He only completed about 50% of, 57% of his throws. He had two touchdowns, one pick, like an 81 QBR. Again, like we talked about with Herbert and, uh, and Lawrence, right? When it counted, though – Throwing seeds down the field, just I, yeah. I mean, really looking, looking good when when he needed to in the fourth quarter. So, um, let's talk a little bit about that Justin Herbert and Cardinals game. Again, I think this is important because what what do you do if you're the Cardinals? So you're four and eight. Yeah. There's been turbulence with with your front office and your quarterback, and your coach and your quarterback. Um, we're not really convinced if you even have the right coach. I think you have the right quarterback. I'm I think... not convinced you have the right quarterback. So I mean, what has? I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm fully convinced. I... What has Kyler done to prove to you though that he, that he can be the franchise guy? I mean, he's shown so much inconsistency up until this point. I mean, some days he looks like the shiftiest guy in the league, and nobody can tackle him, and nobody can contain him, and it's he's running and he's controlling the game and doing whatever Kyler wants to do. But then there's other games where he just is a non-factor. Just so, it, it does nothing. No, I, 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 I get it, right? 
here's my argument for Kyler. And I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I could see both arguments. Like, either we can't really move off Kyler now that you've signed him. But I can see your argument for or against Kyler. Here's the argument I would say for him is that he's talented enough that any given Sunday, you have a shot. You, you, sure. dri- you drive to the stadium. You can build your team knowing that any given Sunday, Kyler can lead you to a victory. But, now, does he do it enough? Probably not. But he's... Any given Sunday, significantly more talented than the guy across the, the sideline. Sure, but is that a guy? Is Kyler the guy that can lead your team to to a playoff run and then eventually to a Super Bowl? Because I mean, look, the standards in Arizona are a little bit higher than just you know being having a shot in every game. Oh, you're I in. guess. I mean, they're trying to win Super Bowls. I don't think he's the guy that's going to win Super Bowls for them. I I mean, that's that's I, I'm not I'm not telling you you're crazy. Yeah. If I, if I asked you today, you had to move off either the coach or the quarterback in Arizona. Who I would, would you say, move off I first, would say coach first. Okay, right, coach first. And I think Kyler at this point has earned a second coach. Yes. I think Kyler's earned a second coach, and so he and, and coach probably is way will easier. Get coach is way easier to replace than a quarterback. Yeah, which is crazy because seventy percent of coaches still don't hit to begin with. Yes, but but I that's mean, still it, a better percentage. Finding a quarterback that has the yeah. skill set of a Kyler, yes, that that's rare. He yeah. just has to start using it consistently. Right. So I would say give Kyle another coach. I don't know. Just it's that's not a fun spot to be in. There's a lot of a lot of question marks. I would say the the spot with coach quarterback duo that is least favorable and and somehow even less favorable than Arizona would be would be the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, so so what do you do, right? If you which I I think absolutely you can't cut Russ. I don't think that's even on the table, but as a thought exercise and to just kind of put into perspective what the like how locked how kind of how kind of restrained Denver now is going forward contractually right if they cut him yeah they're in some next year it'd be like a 73 million dollar dead cap hit the year after would be like a 103 million dollar dead cap hit that you'd be paying Russell Wilson not to play for your team you're stuck they are they are completely stuck with Ross at least. There's there's almost no way unless it's a trade, which there's no Who way would somebody absorb trade. that. There's because no nobody's going to absorb there's that no dead cap. There's no, no way. Um, and, and to make matters worse, I think Nathaniel Hackett is up there for the worst coach in the league this year. I mean, if I feel like at the end of the season we should kind of do like best and worst, a little bit of a rankings thing. And, and sure, right we'll now if, top five, if we're doing that, he is. No, he's dead last. He has cemented no, himself dead, dead last. last. I mean, so yeah, here we we got some time. We're kind of just you know shooting, shooting the the blank for those you know whatever. Anyway, so thought exercise. Just just run through the teams, All right? So Stefanski, I think Stef- I'd take Stefanski over Hackett. A hundred percent. Harbaugh, not even a question. Tomlin, yep. not even a question. Yep. I don't even think Zach Taylor's a question. He's been mm. to a Super Bowl. Nope. I'll take Zach Taylor. Okay. Vrabel, no. Lovey Smith, you you have an argument, yeah. but he's been around so long. His experience, I'd probably take him over Hackett. Yeah. Um, Doug Peterson, absolutely. Uh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, absolutely. I was kind of going by division oh. here. Uh, oh, I guess Jeff Saturday, but uh, yeah, we won't even count him right now. I, um, I haven't seen enough from Jeff Saturday. Right. Mike McDaniel, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sean McDermott, yep. Belichick, yep. yep. Sala, yep. Yep. Okay. Now in his own division, uh, Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I, so. He's at least shown flashes, and you can kind of see his impact. Yep. Josh Jacobs has gotten significantly better with their schemes. Uh, Derek Carr still looks pretty good. Devontae Adams is fitting in the seamlessly. Yeah. It's their defense that's a problem. He's an offensive guy. Yeah. Um, Andy Reid, obviously. Brandon Staley, I would still take him. I don't love him, but I'd still take him over I would take Hackett. Him way over Hackett, yeah. LaFleur, O'Connell. Literally uh, almost Dan everybody. Dan Campbell. Literally almost everybody. 
I'd still take Todd Bowles over him. Yeah. 100%. I think so. Um, Marcus Allen, the guy in, in New Orleans, debatable. He's defensive, so I might yeah. lean Hackett, but also but he Hackett has, still Hackett sucks hasn't really been, bad. Yeah, he, he's he's offensive awful. leaning. He's awful. But he can't put together he's an offense awful. that scores points. He's awful. So He's terrible. Yeah. No, he is the worst coach. We're going to cement that. He's the worst coach so. in the league. All right. <laughs> kind of just went in there on Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go Ravens and Jags. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, that, that Trevor Lawrence is, is a stud. But that's now the Ravens' fourth loss, and all four losses have come when they've led by – Ten or more points. Mm-hmm. Um, ten, ten so, or more. So if, and, and three of them while, have been ten or more in so the fourth quarter. Let's not forget, for a while, people were saying, oh, well, uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't know how to play from behind. Well, now it looks like Lamar Jackson doesn't know how to play with a lead. I mean, it's just... So, uh, I mean, what do you do? Like, what do you... What's, what do, you I mean, you're not going to make offensive any... offensive weapons for him to throw not, to. Right. You right, you're not going to make any to, drastic changes. Look, because they are way too one-dimensional. After watching them, they can't do anything except run the football. And if they can is, get something, play action with Lamar, that's about it. Dude, I mean, his top target was a guy named Josh Oliver, who has 11 catches for 130 yards all season. He's wow. their third-string tight end. Yeah. Um, I So, I, like, I, I think you do need – yeah, you need to give him more pieces, but – do you need to make a sweeping move anywhere, a coach or quarterback? I don't think so. No, not, nothing crazy. You have one of the best coaches in the league, and you have a top talent in the league at quarterback. He's just not playing at it currently. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if he has an injury that he's been playing through. He's just not looking the same. Um, I, I th- you definitely have the coach. You definitely have nothing crazy. But you need to get you need to go make some trades for I guess you can't trade but you need to go get offensive pieces ASAP and it might not even be this year but I so like going forward with Lamar's contract negotiation how bad do you think it hurts it think the, yes. you think this yes because this lack of able to seize games when you have it right there you're in front crazy of you? if you don't think it hurts it in some way because you're he was playing this year. For that for big his contract. contract, he right. knew it. Everybody knew it. He's, He's playing this year yeah. for that big contract, and I right now I wouldn't pay him. Right now, today, I mean, would you pay Lamar? Depends with what the numbers. Depends what the numbers. He asks, he wants fully if, guaranteed. If asks, so no. Yeah, if he asks to be fully guaranteed, no. top five money, you pay him. I think even if he's playing at MVP level right now, I wouldn't pay him fully guaranteed money. I agree. I agree. No. No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about that Steelers Colts game. So that was. Really good first half from the Steelers. This is the second straight week now. They've had a really nice offensive first half. Yeah. Um, but it's also the second straight week where we've kind of turned on a dime in the second half and looked pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Um, good news is, again, when it mattered most, they had to have it. They had it. Can you pick it with numerous really, really nice throws? Really nice throws on he that last good. drive. On that last drive, that was impressive. And that, that those are the kind of drives on you the need road, as a rookie. On the road, prime time, rookie. And I know the Colts aren't great, but still. It's Their a, defense isn't bad at all, though. You go on the road, you get a win in the NFL. It's it's something to talk about. So did you know he was actually graded out as the number one quarterback uh, by Pro Football Focus this week? Really? Yeah, like uh, according to like throws, uh, accuracy, timing, um, ball placement to to help with yards after the catch. Like They take all factors into consideration. Um, and he was like an 87 or an 88, which was the number one quarterback look, of Week 12. Look, I, I know I know it's a little bit early still, I guess. I guess it's not. I, it, it might be reasonable to bring it up. I mean, we've talked about it with all these other teams. Is it time to make a coaching or quarterback switch in Pittsburgh? Do they need to make a sweeping change? No. Well, Canada, yes. Head coach, quarterback, no. 
I think, well, if, I mean, you're certainly not going to change. I mean, you, you brought now. up, you know, and, and you're not going to change Tomlin now. Well, yeah. I mean, after the season, I, so there have been the some thing. interesting points that we brought up on this show. You came to, you came to the conclusion with the, look, we've had three coordinators, four coordinators, and we've had the same problem. So is it a Tomlin problem? I don't think it's a Tomlin problem. And I think depending on where you end up in the draft, which won't be high enough to probably get one of the top quarterbacks, I think you stick with Pickett, but I've also been back and forth that you move off on. I don't really know what you do. Um, but nonetheless, it was good to see him get a win yeah. on the road, rookie. All right, so let's go. Um, God, I guess that kind of wraps up this segment. Let's start our predictions in the third segment here, and then we'll do our bets on a budget, so don't go anywhere. Make sure you come back to the third segment. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment here on Thursday, December First, we are in to December, and we have more predictions to get to you. Uh, so, week 13 is coming up now. Uh, we're getting deep into the NFL season, and to that point where really anyone can win any week, and not much surprises me anymore. Except um, for you. What? Anybody, anybody but you can win. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can't win. I can't catch a win uh, for oh, anything right good. now. Um, but another week of predictions. I'm going to try again. Uh, <laughs> He's I, looking yo, what? <laughs> I need to get a win. Um, I, I'm down four games. If I don't win this week, it's over for me and my chances. I uh, feel good. There's five splits this week. Yeah, we disagreed on a lot. Um, it doesn't usually happen. Last week we had one split, and it ended up screwing me because I just – we got five, with so Broncos it gives you country. more of a chance. And nobody is riding with Bronco, uh, Broncos country Bronches. anymore. <laughs> Broncos country. Uh, it is absolutely horrific what they no, have going nobody's, nobody's on that train um, anymore. Nathaniel Hackett uh, and gone. Russell Wilson are should absolute train wrecks, but, you know. Hackett should be gone. Uh, either way, let's go. Uh, week 13 predictions. Here it is. Let's start with the Thursday night game, of course, tonight. Let's go with the Bills at the Patriots. We're both going to take the Bills here. Too much, too much firepower. I mean, Josh Allen, when's the last time he punted against Bill Belichick? I mean, it's been a while, right? They just, he has been able to figure out that defense, figure out how to beat Bill, yeah. and it's been really, really successful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's, so I'm curious without Dable how it goes, but I mean, without, I, without the talent on offense, even if they're somehow able to limit Josh Allen, can they even keep up? Even on Josh Allen's say B minus game, can Mac Jones keep up with that? I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Um, it, Josh Allen is one of the few quarterbacks that has been able to figure out a Bill Belichick defense, um, and he's given Bill fits. Yeah. And I think this is no different, I mean, especially when the teams are when there's this much of a gap in talent between the two. All right, here we have four splits in a row. Okay, let's get into it. So. Packers at the Bears. You're going to go ahead and lean Packers. I'll go ahead and take the Bears on this one. So the Bears are at home, first of all. Um, and I think Justin Fields should be back and should be healthy. right? So he won't be banged up. He'll be fresh. He'll be ready to go. And also, I don't know what I'm getting from the quarterback position with Green Bay. Am I going to get Jordan Love? Because what I've seen so far hasn't been very good, although he did look good coming in in Philly. But from a whole sample size, I don't think he's looked very good as a starter. And I don't know if Rodgers plays. Am I getting broken ribs? Do, do, the thumb's still going to be an issue. Are the ribs broken? What's the mobility like? Can we push the ball downfield? Because if not, I'll take the Bears all day. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just more so that Green Bay owns Chicago. Like, they literally have – they're like a 65% owner in that in that They might as well be. They might as well be. Uh, they – absolutely roll Chicago every time. I don't think this is... I mean, look, I know there's a lot of speculation around Green Bay now and Aaron and all that. I just... I can't 
I can't come on here and say that the Bears are going to beat the the Packers. And I'm when the Packers it. go I'm out there it. and win, I would feel like an absolute moron. So I'm not doing it. Fair. Um, all right, Titans traveling to Philadelphia. I'm going to go ahead and call the upset here. I will take the Titans in a close one by about a field goal. First of all, I like Nick Sirianni, but I do think Vrabel's a better coach. I think Vrabel's a yeah. better coach. Um, I you know I, I think Hurts is a better is a more productive player than Tannehill. I don't know if I'd say he's a better quarterback than Tannehill. And well, I I, I, I season, love yes. see I think they can match the physicality. The physicality that uh, that Philadelphia brings, and a lot of teams don't, and that's kind of what separates them, right? Like you can see, Green Bay was just not up to the task physically. I mean, they gave up 350 yards rushing. Yeah, like, that's just not something that Tennessee's going to do. So I'll take Tennessee. I don't feel great about it. I don't. But I, 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 I like Philadelphia. I'll take, them. I'll take them. I think they're a good team, and they're built to beat Philly. Philly can outpossession you. I think so can Tennessee. And if you can flip that game on Philly. Um, I think that's going to be tough. I think this game is almost 50-50, so it can really go either way. I just like Philly and the the weapons. They have more talent, for sure. They just have more offensive firepower to play with. And I see them – I don't see the Texans putting up much of an air attack. I I see them running the ball a lot. Titans? The Titans. The Texans definitely aren't putting up any sort of attack. My bad. I meant Titans. Um, Um, Either way. I get what you mean, though. They're still not putting up yet. <laughs> right. That's fair. I mean, they did lose A.J. Brown, right? I get it. Um, all right, let's go Commanders at the Giants. I'm going to roll with the Giants. First of all, I think they're a well-coached football team. I like Brian Dable a lot. And, uh, you know, a, a couple tough losses recently. And I think when faced with adversity, I think good coaches and I don't even want to call them a good team, but I, I, decent teams can kind of find a way. Here's, here's what I will say. This is the game where you'll know if the Giants have a shot this year or yeah. not. If they lose this game, I think it's over for them. If they lose this game, I, I think, think so. I think it's over. Even though they're only at 7-5, it's just, look, this you're, you're backed into a corner. You've lost two straight. You're slipping in the standings. You're not playing as well as you, as you want to. Everyone's kind of, you know, New York media is getting on you a little bit. Can you go out and win a home game versus Taylor Heineke? If you can't, that's a problem. That's a problem. Backed into a corner, you should be able to win a home game versus Taylor Heineke. I, like, I get it. I get it. The Commanders are a good football team right now. I like the Commanders. I, but I just think I think this is what tells you what Dable and the Giants are made of, and I do kind of like what he is made of, so I'll roll with Dable. Okay. I I mean, Commanders just because of the defense. Yeah, I, I, don't th- really I, defense. I don't see New York moving the ball all that much. Um, and I, I don't think it changes. It's kind of the, the theme we've seen over the last two weeks, three-ish now. Um so I think it kind of stays that way against a really good defensive front, right. really good linebacker play, and, and they at least do enough where the secondary doesn't have to cover for six, seven seconds on some plays. Right. Um, so I like the commanders in this one. All right, let's go with the Lions at the Jags. Jags, maybe a little bit of an over-adjustment in Vegas to a, a really nice fourth quarter, but overall I don't think they're this good of a football team. They're favored by a point and a half in Detroit, so I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit here. Um, you'll, you'll see in bets later. I also like Detroit by the spread, but I'll take them outright to win as well. Hmm. Um, I think at home they've been a really nice football team. I think Jared Goff inside a dome. At home he's comfortable. I think he's going to be a, a, a pretty effective quarterback. I don't love the secondary in Jacksonville, so I, I think Goff's going to have a good day. Jamal, William, Jamal Williams and, and Swift will control the ground game. I, I like him to win by about a field goal. I Okay, I, I like the Jags here for the pure reason that they're starting to put things together, and we know what that what can 
come from that later on in the season when we see that from mediocre kind of the, teams. The momentum building a right. little bit. So right. we saw it. I'm not saying it's going to be a Cincinnati run when Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl after no, kind of getting yeah. off to a slow start. But I could definitely see some harder-fought games towards the end. Mm-hmm. They're starting to figure some things out. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Um, so I like the Jags here. That's fair. Let's go with the Broncos and the Ravens. We can both agree we're going with the Ravens. Um we're both selling our Broncos stock. It's, yeah. it's sold. It's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not betting Denver anymore until no. they show me something. It's going to take – it's too far into the season. It's, I, I would it's, need a larger sample size of success to even bet. Yeah, it's over. All right, Steelers at the Falcons. I, I've been back and forth on this one. I was back and forth uh, on this. Steelers are favored by a half point. I, I'll take Atlanta at home because I think they can run mm. the football. And I do worry about the Steelers' defense against the run. It's the linebackers, and especially yeah, the linebackers aren't very good on short rest too. Right. So yeah. you don't have <laughs> stopping a, a fully rested, uh, you know, running game in right. Atlanta is going to be a, a tough task if you're the Steelers here. This is just one of those games that feels like the Steelers are just they just this is just t- the type of game they lose. You know yeah. what I mean? Being a Steelers fan for so long, you can kind of just you can predict it when it's coming. You know, you just you, you walk can, outside. You can, you know the feel people, the wind. You, you know, know the people mean? that have gotten like uh, metal put in them for some sort of surgery, and they're like, "Oh, when I walk outside, I can tell if it's going to rain." That's yeah, how it is about right. the Steelers here. 100%. With this. I'm going Atlanta all day. Yeah, uh, let's go with the Jets at the Vikings. We'll both take the Vikings here. Uh, look, I, Mike White's a great story, and I think he he might be a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, Mike White is a good NFL quarterback. I think right. I think going on the road to Kirk Cousins is a, is a tall order. For that Jets team, I'll yeah. take the Vikings by a touchdown. Yeah, I like the Vikings. Uh, they've been really good all year. I mean, and they get pretty long rest. They played on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, the Jets played in a rainy Sunday game, so more rest for the Vikings at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Browns at the Texans. Let's gonna take the Browns. They get Deshaun back. Look, I, I do think he will be rusty, but is he really gonna be rusty enough for the Texans to beat him? I don't think so. That's I don't a, you think gotta, so. You gotta be really it's, bad. Yeah, it, it would have to take a pretty hard nosedive to lose that. Who did the Texans even beat this year? Nobody. Now can. I'm curious. Now I have to know. What's their record? One nine and one. One nine and one. That's. Right. I know they tied the Colts. I gotta know who. I gotta know who they actually beat. Uh, let's see here. Oh, they beat the Jags. Okay, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Bad beating bad. Yeah, I mean, that that, that makes 100% sense. Yeah. Um, look, I think Deshaun, yeah, I do think he will be rusty, but I, I really don't think it's going to affect it that much. It, Kyle Allen is starting on well, the other side it, of the field. Like, the on. overall roster in Cleveland, I think, is, good enough, to beat the, is good enough to beat the Texans. I yeah. think even if they didn't start a quarterback, they could run the Wildcat. They could run a flea flicker every time with a different dude. That's I don't think it matters. I like Cleveland over them. All right, Seahawks over the Rams. We'll both take the Seahawks here. Rams are just flat out bad, and I don't know if Stafford's going to play or if it's going to be um, the the guy from Virginia, uh, per- Perkins. I think is we it? were we were asking what the Rams were last show. We couldn't come up with it. Bad. There's your answer. Bad. Yeah, they're just not good. Uh, Seattle wins convincingly. Dolphins at the Niners. We'll both take the Niners here. Uh, it, it's kind of like Kyle Shanahan Jr. versus Kyle Shanahan, and we know how. Coaches returning to, to face, like I guess their mentor, where they where yeah. they had their last job at, doesn't generally lead to a whole lot of success when it comes out to you know percentages of time that they actually win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll take Shanahan and the Niners. I think it'll be close. I think they're both going to try to run the football. Uh, I'm sure Tua and Tyreek will be explosive, but I think at the end of the day, the Niners' defense probably gets one more stop than the Dolphins. Yeah, I'll go with the Niners. I like the Niners too. 
Uh, Chiefs at Bengals will both take the Chiefs. It is close though. I think the Bengals that's a that's a unique challenge for them because Burrow against that secondary. And they've won these type of games in yeah. the past. Yeah, they beat them last year twice, twice towards the end of the year. Without Jamar Chase though, I, I don't like it. Yeah, it is. That's a concern, and we don't know the health of Mixon either. He was out last week. We'll see how healthy he is coming yeah. back. Uh, Chargers at the Raiders will both take the Chargers. Herbert over Carr. That's about all I'm deciding. And the Raiders have lived at the bottom of the division all year, and they're not just like we said. Yeah, they're not going to make a climb. Uh, they've kind of put themselves there. They're they're there to stay. They're an extended stay. Uh, Colts at the Cowboys. We're both going to take the Cowboys by a lot, by the way. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to absolutely rip them apart, like, especially up in the trenches. Oh, I looked at these bets uh, yesterday, um, and already the line it was. I, we have it at nine and a half. It's already been bet up to eleven and a half in the oh Cowboys' my God. favor. That's a Thank God we got line. it at nine and a half. So I'm going to give you the line I got it out. Uh, got it at because that's that bet I have. Yeah. Um, but that's insane. We'll both take the Cowboys though. All right, Buccaneers at the Saints. Last one that we're split on. You'll take the Bucks at home. I just the Saints always dominate Brady. I'm just going to roll with that trend. Uh, I don't know. It burned me uh, the first time they met this year, but. I can't. Hoping uh, my Saints come in, come in huge for me. I don't think the Saints are doing anything right right now. We talked about it a little bit earlier. That's fair. I, I just don't see this as a game where they beat uh, Tom Brady in the late season. He gets he gets dangerous in the late season and playoffs. Yeah, I didn't think Jacoby Brissett would uh, beat Tom Brady either, but here we are. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean eh, sometimes crazy things happen. Hey, if, but ju- I, if Jacoby Brissett can beat him, why can't the Red Rocket, huh? Why can't the Red Water Pistol Andy Dalton do it? The Red Water Pistol Andy Dalton. I like that. I think he can do it. That should be on the t-shirt. I think he can do it. (laughs) Um, All right. So that concludes our predictions for week 13. Let's go ahead and get get into our five bets on a budget week 13 of the NFL. Let's actually start with tonight. So let's start it off with perhaps my favorite bet on the board. It's it's close. Um, Buffalo minus three and a half at New England. I think Buffalo, first of all, is a significantly better roster. Yeah. A little bit healthier in the trenches, which I like. And also, I, Josh Allen is really good against Belichick. Like, really good over the last um, three to four meetings. He's, like, one of the only quarterbacks that has found right. a way to beat him like consistently. The last, the last two meetings of Buffalo and, uh, and New England last year, so towards the end of the year in Foxborough and then in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Josh Allen only punted, I think, one time. So, I, I you, you tell me. Right? Josh has figured out a way to play New England and, and be the, successful. And the stats back it up. Yeah, <laughs> they absolutely. are there. I think they win by about a touchdown, maybe even more than that. I like that, yeah. All right, let's go with Dallas. Like I said, I got them at minus 9.5. Which is a steal. If you can find that, right. jump all over it. Right, because I think it's moved up to 11.5, which I'd still probably take. I don't usually love big favorites, uh, <laughs> but you saw Indianapolis on display on Monday. That's what they are as a team. Yeah. Um, they're not really explosive on offense. Uh, Matt Ryan will have his moments, but... Overall, he's not that, that good of a quarterback. And their defense is okay. But, I mean, Kenny Pickett also looked really, really good against that secondary. Right. So. And it's hard to tell if that was Kenny or if their team was that bad. I think it was probably a little bit of a both. A little bit of both, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, jump on them to, to cover anything. Yeah, here's the issue um, that I see with this game is that Dallas will be able to throw two really nice backs at Indianapolis. And right. so when Dak's throwing off of play action, he's a really nice quarterback. And yeah. I think – uh, against play or with play action against Indianapolis, I think he'll be really, really successful. I'll take Dallas by like 14. Agree. 
All right, let's go Detroit plus a point and a half versus Jacksonville. So you actually like Jacksonville, so I look. This is just, but would it surprise you if Detroit won? No, no. it would not. Right. And I mean, I said the Steelers would win on the podcast this last week, and uh, you know, I threw some money on Indianapolis winning. So you know, I'm trying to. When you get a good bet, you got to take it. Right, right. Um, and yeah, so I mean. Detroit getting the point and a half at home. Look, I think Jacksonville's a little bit overvalued just because of how good they looked last week. Because um, the line's been bet up to Jacksonville's in Jacksonville's favor. I think Detroit was actually favored by a point yeah. um, a couple weeks ago, and it's been bet to Jacksonville's side. I think they're a little bit overvalued, so I'll take Detroit here. Let's go with New Orleans plus 160 at Tampa Bay. Whether you like Tampa or not in this game, the value at plus 160 is really good considering what New Orleans has been able to do against yeah. Brady over the last two years now. I think they've only, I think Brady's only beat them one time in the regular season, and it was earlier this year. He has been there. They, they've been his kryptonite. Yeah, and I don't think, they don't look good. I'm sorry, but like, you can't show me anything that they did in Cleveland that would make me feel good about them winning this football game. You like them, but I, I think the value of plus 160 with New Orleans is, is a nice, that's a nice bet. That is a good bet. I, I do still like Tampa to win that if I'm, if I'm trying to predict for this week. But uh, this is somewhere where I would put money. Uh, this is definitely one where you can back it, throw in yeah, throw in with a couple other things and mix. that um, win some money. Because, I mean, yeah. it's bold. Yeah. It's a little bold, so you're going to make some money. and That's the point. Yeah. All right. Let's go with Josh Allen, plus 185. Anytime touchdown score. So this I like is him that. Physically running the football in because it's anytime touchdown score. Throwing does not count. It's yeah. the guy who crosses the goal line with the football. So Josh Allen running a touchdown in, basically. Or I guess he could catch one uh, at plus one eighty five anytime touchdown score. I, that's, that's a pretty, pretty good solid bet. Yeah, yeah. That's a solid bet. I mean, he's. I mean, he's like when, their leading rusher. When he's so. the workhorse of the offense, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's usually you can bet right. on that guy to score Not only touchdown. is he the workhorse of the offense, he's also their biggest, most physical runner. So where does he run a lot? In the red zone. Yeah, and yeah. on the goal line, and they do all kinds of sneaks and stuff with him. So. Right. Um, so to run back through, we got Buffalo at minus three and a half at New England. Dallas minus nine and a half versus Indianapolis. Detroit. A point and a half underdog at home versus Jacksonville. New Orleans plus 160 at Tampa Bay. And Josh Allen plus 185 anytime touchdown score. Those are your bets on a budget coming off three straight winning weeks. Should be good. Looking for a fourth. uh, Picking up and, you know, getting to 500, which I feel like we'll get there uh, this season. It shouldn't be that hard. We're kind of catching our wave now. And we have a bigger sample size of the NFL to look at from the season. So we can kind of get a better understanding of uh, who everybody is and and what they're going to do. But, uh, guys, that's all we have for you today. Uh, Make sure you're checking out the social media. All the links can be found in the description of the episode, wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, Sign up for the newsletter. You can do that on the website, theissuesports.com. Go there, type in uh, your email, and hit sign up. Uh, It's that easy. So you will stay up to date with everything we're going to do on the show here. We'll give you a little sneak peek into what the next episode will look like, uh, some of the big topics we're going to cover and a couple of stories along with some uh, promotional stuff uh, to come in the future. But, guys, thanks for hanging out with us, and that was The Issue.